0: What's going on all my Spotify listeners or anchor listeners, whether you're listening from Apple Podcast, C Jizzle and the Fucking Whistle, I'll bring you another episode. Now, my hearing still isn't really a hundred percent. Seems like it's kinda of getting better, maybe. Um I'll give it another day or two, see how it goes. I might have to end up doing some uh, emergency irrigation. Get some salt water and kind of drip it in there and flush it out. We'll see. Today, I kind of had some popping and some... seemed like it was releasing itself, but who knows. Anywho... I just had to come upstairs because <laughs> it was crazy I mean I was sitting outside having a pretty good time I mean drinking a little bit of liquor drinking a little bit of beer I was just getting ready to call tonight and I hear this fucking crazy bitch in the background when I say crazy, I mean, I can hear her from at least a block away. She's walking. She's yelling. About different random shit, like her cat and fucking... She's high on something, you know? So, as soon as I hear that shit, I'm like, yep, it's time for me to go inside. And before I could get my book bag loaded up and start walking my bike up the stairs by the time that I made it back down the stairs you could hear this bitch like she was closing in she knew that I was there she must have seen me peeking around the corner or something and she's getting closer and she's yelling and she's yelling And I already know she's not all there. So, you know, my first thought was, oh, just stay out here. No, no, fuck that shit. Because she's going to show up, she's going to want something like money or cigarettes, and I don't have that. So, and then we're going to have an argument, and I'm going to have to fight this bitch out on the sidewalk. So, I said, fuck that shit, start packing my shit up started going upstairs and like I said by the time that I made it inside she was like two houses down and you could hear her just fucking coming and once I got upstairs once I got my bike upstairs getting ready to open the window up you could still hear her yelling right but the funny thing is after about two minutes after she realized nobody was around got quiet, she just went back home or whatever, you know, she just stopped shouting, so, you know, if there's nobody, you know, with crazy people, if there's nobody to yell at, if there's nobody to cause a scene with, then they just go home, they just pack up their shit and they go home, usually, fucking yelling at the air, it's not really that fun, so, Anywho, I've uh, been taking antibiotics, long story short, Um, this is going on my, uh, over my first week, probably by the time it's all said and done, I probably had 10 days. and um, you know the thing is you can get an ear infection from a virus and virus infections can cause ear infections but for the most part I think that my ear problem is just caused by a buildup of earwax or fluid on the ear And. You know, I haven't had any throbbing or any pain. Um, So I've just kind of been sticking with it. You know, Uh, at first I had the mucus problem and the sinus problems. And then it went from that to ear problems. So the thing that i i can say is the antibiotics have worked good for many different other things my tooth my wisdom tooth problem even though it was kind of already fixed already settled um it's kind of killed off whatever was in there you know using this antibiotics um same thing with you know if you have a uh, toenail, like you have know, fungal infection of the toenails, it it kills it like pretty quickly, within the first three days to five days. Uh, doxycycline kills fungus pretty quick, and I've been battling this uh, yeast, you know, Candida yeast or fungal infection for a little bit. and you know it's it's been pretty stubborn like no matter if you use tea tree oil or you know it just keeps coming back now the only thing that I could say with that is it's a different it's a different breed you know yeast versus bacteria You know, a lot of people think, oh, yeast infections have to do with your private parts, or, you know, you can get yeast on any part of your body. And the thing with that is, it's a lot easier for you to get um, um, fungus, you know, I see a lot of people that get, have that little black ring around the back of their neck. They look like they haven't taken a shower in a fucking month. And it's fungus, you know. Um, there's no real way to cure that unless you take antibiotics. And the thing with antibiotics is it's going to kill off all the good bacteria. So um, you're going to have to rebuild all that shit. You know, scrub away all the bad shit, promote good shit. And people don't know this, but you need to start taking probiotics, prebiotics, probiotics. Because all the healthy bacteria that helps fight all the skin conditions and everything, it comes from your gut. And if you don't have good bacteria in your gut... Or anywhere, then you're gonna you're gonna suffer. So it's gonna come back. And so, anyways, it's all about having a healthy balance. Speaking of a healthy balance, um. Now, whenever I, like I've said before in other podcasts, whenever I made this channel, it wasn't to see how many viewers I could get or, you know, to make money off of these podcasts. Um, When I started these podcasts, it was to be able to vent, to be able to talk about shit. Because Facebook likes to censor a lot of people, and you can't really talk about what you want to talk about, so... When I got on to Spotify or Anchor, it was for the right reasons, and I have a lot of people that still try and talk me into getting monetized and shit. I don't care about any of that I really don't I really don't care about getting monetized I'm not trying to make money off of this um, you know I just want people to you know they stumble across my channel and uh, maybe they get some advice out of this you know, that's all that I really care about um, And if nobody does listen to my channel and nobody does get any advice, it's just something for me to look back on like a diary, so, that's basically what it is, it's a diary, so, I've been doing this for about two years, maybe three, and if I look back two years ago and listen to the shit that I was going through, it just gives me motivation. It gives myself motivation, you know, let alone anybody else, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are doing podcasting for the wrong reasons, to get famous, you know, same thing with living van life, you know, a lot of people are doing Instagram, living van life for six months to a year, and then they get tired of it. They get tired of it because they're not... They don't... They're not the type of people that really want to do van life. These hoity-toity... Fucking rich people that... They'd rather have a three to five bedroom mansion. They don't want to live in the woods. You know, just look at it. Just look at some of these people that have YouTube channels and fucking... If you can't take a shit in the woods and you can't be away for six months to a year or more then you have a problem you know it's all for attention and you know a lot of these people say oh van life is dying off van life is dying van life is dying blah 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 no it's not it's just the van life trend is dying you know where everybody thinks that it's cool To make it look extravagant and, you know, I could live in a fucking tent, even if I didn't. You know, even if I had a van, I could live in a tent and still be comfortable with life. There's other people out there that if they don't have a fucking shitter and an RV hooked up to electric, they can't do that shit. And that's what separates me from other people. I could go three months, six months, a year, being off-grid, if I had the money. And a lot of these rich people do have the money. But I I could sit there for six months and just fish, try and look for a job somewhere maybe, maybe. Go out and see as much shit as I can. You know. And a lot of these people. They just. I don't know. They give. Van life a bad name. So. Because they're not in it for the right reasons. They're not in it. To. People that do van life. They do it because. It's a it's an escape it's a better way to make a living without paying for rent and a lot of these other people they they've got rich parents you know or they've got a fucking place in Hollywood where they're paying three thousand dollars or more a month that's crazy absolutely bananas But even somebody like me, somebody that pays $650 a month, I want to get the fuck out of here as quick as I can, right? There's nothing here. There's nothing here to do. There's nothing here for me to stay, you know, like everybody has their own goals, And it's really sad that some of these people think that, oh, if they just live van life for a year, they can get famous. That's not what living van life is about. You know, living van life is a way to get ahead. You know, uh, let's say you move to California. It's a way to... Have somewhere to live. Instead of paying $3,000 a month. Or instead of living in a terrible neighborhood to get shot up all the time. Perfect alternative for that. But people that are already rich. Like I said, they've already. Their parents are well off. They've been well off. And they just want to make this an Instagram thing. They're going to get bored with it. They're going to get bored. You can only see and do so much shit. And when you got money like that, you know, you can see and do whatever you want. You know, you got a van that you just bought, it's $40,000 or more, and then you tricked it out. You probably got a $60,000 van. But for people like me, they're just trying to get started, trying to get out there, don't have shit start out with a $5,000 van that's the way van life was meant to be so people that talk about how van life is dead those are all the fucking stupid rich motherfuckers they got bored with it you know and it's crazy that you get bored with van life because you know let's say I took a whole year or two maybe I took two years and I went out and I seen all the national parks and I traveled most of the United States and whatnot. there's still gonna be other places in between that you never got to stop at there's gonna be plenty of places that you never got to see so all these fucking idiots that think oh we've seen it we've done it We've done it all. We've seen it all. We fucking traveled the whole United States. That's a fucking bunch of bullshit. And they get all these followers on Instagram. You know, cuz they've they've done it all, you know. You get all these followers on Instagram, and they get all famous or half-famous. And then eventually, they run out of content. Once you're not traveling anymore, once you're not living the van life, what the fuck else do you have to do? You know, you're, you're boring as fuck. <laughs> Rich people is a cancer Van life. Just like all the homeless people that leave their trash everywhere, or they live out of a camper and they leave their trash everywhere. You are a cancer to van life. That's the reason why it's dying out. Think about it. People that pull up in no parking zones, or people that, you know, Park in front of a meter or whatever. Or somebody that parks in front of somebody's home. Those are all fucking people that mess it up for everybody else. Like, if you're going to park in front of a meter and the meter says, Oh, you're good up until 9 o'clock. That means you got to get the fuck out of there at 9 o'clock. Not 11. You know same thing with if you're parked in front of somebody's house you can't just stay there all night all day people are gonna get suspicious so if you want to park there ten o'clock at night stay there and sleep and then leave at six seven eight in the morning that's fine I'm sure you know people wouldn't have a problem with that if you were bouncing around but when you sleep in front of the same house every night the same spot yeah they're gonna be kinda weirded out you know so it it comes down to don't be a fucking idiot you know how would you feel if somebody was parked in front of your house with a van every day of the week and you've never seen them before If somebody comes to you telling you you got to move or whatever don't cause a conflict with them don't get into an argument yeah they don't own the road They don't own the sidewalk, blah, blah, blah. But the cops get called out there, and then you got to explain to them, you got to deal with them, instead of just moving, instead of just picking up and moving to somewhere else. That's all you got to do. Like, you don't own the street either, and you don't own the block either. So, I mean, at the same time, like... These people own their house. But you don't own the house, you don't own the block, so just move on. Right? <clears throat> a lot of people have that have a problem. They're like, I'm not gonna move anywhere. And then the cops show up. They want to know what the fuck you're doing. And Instead of you just picking up moving somewhere, now you have a whole nother problem. So, another thing that I wanted to talk about is, if you're a manager anywhere, don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a piece of shit. Like, I know a lot of managers out there, they're going through a lot of shit. A lot of, you know, don't make it harder on yourself. Seriously. I mean, (laughs) corporate America is fucking terrible. But, oh my gosh, like... I've been working for this company ever since last June, alright? And it's going on May, so it's been 10 to 11 months I've been working for this company and it's terrible. It's one of the worst companies that I've ever worked for in the past 15 years. And I've been treated like shit, I've been um... You know, (laughs) had my hours cut, and it's crazy, because in in an economy where you know they're dying for workers, everybody out there is dying for workers. See a now hiring sign everywhere, and the reasoning why I've gotten my hours cut is because. The management is getting tired of listening to what I have to say, basically. But at the end of the day, like, I go to work, I show up there every day, I ride my bicycle to work, it's about seven miles every day. Three and a half miles there, three and a half miles back. I ride my bike there everyday, I don't have a car with heated seats so even in the winter time or whether it's rainy or whatever I'm there now the big boss doesn't like the fact that I call her out on all her bullshit and that's fine she is a feminist you know whatever she's got her own little agenda in her mind, but sometimes that agenda doesn't really work so she's tried to cut my hours she's tried to hire more people to come in and take my hours that didn't even work they never even showed up so anyways anywho. They didn't show up, blah, 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 so on nights like tonight, I've been off for a day, I go in to work, and I've already talked to another shift lead, another co-worker that said that he couldn't work Friday. His daughter's coming into town, blah blah blah. Well, the general manager scheduled him for Friday. He said he wasn't going to show up. He wasn't going to work it. And that's kind of like that's kind of it kind of falls on him, but supposedly, yeah, he's not coming in to work it right? So what did they do? They put me on it at the last minute. And that's the crazy thing. Like, the schedule was made last Thursday, or last Wednesday. It's Friday. Not this last Wednesday, but the one before that. So... If you would have put that in there, if you would have scheduled me for that day tomorrow, then I would have worked it. But guess what? I've got plans that are made for that day. I've got an interview that day. I've got laundry and shit that I have to do to catch up on. I've got to go do some grocery shopping that day. It's a lot of fucking shit that i got to do. So I go into work today, and the schedule's changed at the last minute, like they must have changed it yesterday or the day before, I don't know, so I go in there, and I'm supposed to be off tomorrow, Friday, right, so they've crossed that out, and they've just, made it upon themselves to uh, to have me work it so <laughs> I got a hold of the general manager I texted her and I said hey I don't know what you guys are doing or what you guys thought but I had tomorrow off and I've got plans made for that day so You guys can't just change shit at the last minute. That's the whole reason why we have a schedule. And her excuse was because I told her I had an appointment, I had other things, I had plans made. And her excuse was well, I didn't know that last Wednesday. I didn't know you had plans and an appointment last Wednesday. Well, it doesn't matter. The point is, you made the schedule last Wednesday. And it's set in stone. After that. I mean... No matter what she says. She says, oh, make sure you check the schedule. Blah, blah, blah. No. If, it's, if you put out a schedule... That says I'm supposed to work this day and this day and this day. That's what I'm going to follow. Period. So... You change the shit at the last minute and say oh you're gonna work tomorrow on a Friday you're crazy it's not gonna happen so stop doing it stop stop making last-minute decisions changing shit around that works for your schedule you know if she would be a good manager a decent manager it's not that hard to make a schedule that coincides like it's not that hard you can make a schedule and you know if she would have scheduled me for Friday to begin with then I would have had to work it but since I was off that day and whatnot, that's the day that I made all my interviews and everything for this new job. So, don't know what to tell you. So she got pissy about it. She didn't like it. Whatever. Nobody likes working. You know, but when you're the general manager and you fuck up a schedule, you're going to be the one that works it, you know. And there's no reason why she could have, she could have worked me another day, but she wanted to be a bitch about everything, she wanted to cut my hours, she wanted to cut me back, right? So... So the, the lesson of this is don't try and cut your own worker's bag to prove a point if you're going to shoot yourself in the own foot. Don't do that. Because now you have to work open to close because you're a fucking idiot. If you would have scheduled me what well, I should have been scheduled then I'd have 30 hours a week. The other shift lead wouldn't have to worry about shit as much. But she just keeps playing games. She just keeps playing games. So, you want to play games, then I can play games. You know, she thinks it's hurting me you know when she cuts my hours it's not very fun it's not very great but when you cut my hours I'm still making enough money to pay my rent and I don't really you know I don't have to sit here and I don't owe anybody any favors or you know So like I said, if you were a lot better to your workers, then maybe, you know, who knows? I could maybe swing that, you know, but fuck that shit. When it comes down to it, if you're a piece of shit manager and you're a fucking bitch and, you you know, treat your workers like shit, fuck that. And then, you know, maybe, eventually, she'll realize that, okay, maybe we need to schedule him one more day a week. Instead of getting him four days off, maybe we just need to get him three days off. Or maybe she'll realize, that, you know, she needs more help. She can't just cut me out of there like she plans on doing. So... We'll see. For now, she needs to... (laughs) She doesn't have anybody to cover anything. So for now, she needs to play by the fucking book. She put on her big girl panties. Stop fucking getting butt hurt over everything. And start being a fucking good manager. And start learning how to do the schedule right. And, you know... It's crazy. She gets paid $60,000 a year, $60,000 a year, and she doesn't do a fucking thing, she doesn't do shit, I don't know, she gets paid $60,000 a year to do nothing, (laughs) to just rely rely on people like me. do her job. I don't know. It's crazy. That's the reason why their turnover rate there is abysmal. It's abysmal. It's crazy. There is no place that I've ever worked at in 15 years it's had a higher turnover rate it's crazy like I could see you know <laughs> I don't know like I could see maybe somewhere like a cafe or a restaurant like if you worked at IHOP 24 hours a day maybe, I don't know but a place like Pizza Hut when they their standards are fucking crazy crazy then you get other people that, you know, come in there And they think, oh, I have what it takes to be a shift lead. They let it go to their head. And there's been a couple people that have said, oh, I'll be shift lead. I'll take over shift lead. And guess what? One of them folded, and now he's trying to find another job somewhere else. And the other one can't even fucking, can't even make pizzas. Without having a meltdown. So. If you can't run. The cut table. And you can't run. The drive through. And you can't run. Making pizzas. And making wings at the same time. Then you don't have what it takes to be a fucking shift lead. There's so many different things. You know people think that when you're a shift lead oh it's easy you don't have to do a whole lot of shit but whenever they actually try it and they have to be responsible for this and you know they fold they fold they don't and it's crazy like it's not really that hard of a job even to make pizzas easy as fuck And people that are on the make line, that make pizzas, they get tips. So, they sit there and whine about shit, bitch about shit. I'm like, dude, you're getting tips. Who gives a fuck? I'm not getting any tips. You know. Um it's not hard. You fucking make pizzas, you put them through the oven. That's it. Me, I have to, like I said, worry about the cut table. I gotta worry about wings. I gotta deal with customers coming in through the drive-thru, through the counter. I've gotta, you know, count the cooler, and I've gotta do all this and that. And it's just, for $2 or $3 more an hour, it's not worth it. Not worth it. And all these people that work there, they're like, yeah, I could do that. I'll do that for fucking two more dollars an hour. Or three, or whatever. Hell yeah. They get in doing it, and they're like, I don't want to fucking do that shit. You're not a fucking shift lead. You're nothing near a shift lead, you might be uh, a side hand, but to be able to deal with all the fucking customers, all the fucking shit coming out of the oven, all this shit, all the wings that you gotta make, it's crazy. These motherfuckers think it's a cakewalk. And even my boss, even my boss, she keeps you know expecting more out of me than what I'm actually paid for. <laughs> I told myself I would never get in to the food industry again, and here I am, working at Pizza Hut, you know, I'm doing. Everything in my power to get the fuck out of there. Everything. This is the only thing that's paying my bills for right now. Even though I have my hours cut down to 20 hours a week, it's the only thing that's paying my bills. So, the only option that I have is to get the fuck out of there as quick as I can. I know that I'm not valued anymore, um, I know it's not a job to retire on, um, and I gotta put up with three times more bullshit, and you know I get my hours cut. So just not a good job, especially if you have terrible management. You know, I'm not gonna say that Pizza Hut is a bad job, but... You have a terrible manager who's friends with the upper management and doesn't really know how to do a schedule and whatnot, you're gonna you're gonna run into problems. Like And to be honest, um Like I said, there's not a lot of people that wanna do this job, so If you're a manager somewhere, don't treat your workers like fucking shit. Don't do it. Because they're gonna fucking quit on you. Period. So, anyways, you know, I mean, uh, don't let people walk all over you. No matter where you work. What you do, they make a schedule or whatnot, stick to the schedule, like, don't go in there and cover shit, because the minute that you do, they're going to use you like fucking tampon, so, just don't do it, like, stick to your schedule. schedule, they schedule you in that day, you show up for work that day schedule off that day and then three days later they try and cross it out on the schedule and no, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. Schedule is made ahead of time for a reason. This is supposed to be done most places, a week ahead of time at least, but, even if your boss, you know, my boss does it at the last minute, and, hey, I mean, (laughs) that's not what you had in the system, so, anywho, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to end this podcast, um, Gonna eat some food. Call tonight. I got I got a uh eventful day tomorrow. I got, like I said, an interview tomorrow. I've got grocery shopping to do and uh laundry to do and a whole bunch of shit. So till the next one. It was real, it was fun. But it wasn't real fun. Deuces.